Hey everyone, before we begin, we have some exciting news. I wasn't actually sure when this was exactly going to drop, but... Dun 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 dun! Uh, Mythical is back for a uh, short one-shot series, two parts. Part one is available right now. Part two next week, uh, whatever, August... 11th I think is next Monday <laughs> I should probably have a calendar in front of me before I do this now before hold on hold on back up before you go to the mythical feed we actually did this one shot Greg and myself recorded this one shot with the crew over at Dungeons and Randomness so the mythical stuff will be presented on their feed we were going to make it longer and do like a back and forth to uh, kind of mesh both podcast Dungeons and Randomness and mythical and whatnot, uh, but a lot of when we recorded this uh, this season of mythical, this little one shot two part, it's like three hours total, I believe. Uh, I wasn't planning on uh, losing my job back then and becoming a, con- a full time content creator, and things got moved around, and they got busy, and we got busy, but they were able to edit it, get it all taken care of. It's now like two two years later, I think, since we initially recorded that, but. You shouldn't have to, you, you won't need to have listened to any of the old seasons of Mythical if you wanted to check that out. It is a, like I said, a one shot, three hour long D&D session with myself and Greg and some of the crew at Dungeons and Randomness. The sh- You can go to your favorite podcast app, type in Dungeons and Randomness to find it, or in the show notes of our show this episode. We'll provide a link to it. You're listening to a podcast now. You're listening to this podcast, so you must know how to find other podcasts, one would assume. If you like it, please give us feedback. Please let us, myself or Greg, know on Twitter or Slack or our subreddit, whichever you want. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode of It's Super Effective. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 370th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. Uh, Bobby is here. Hey, it's 9.30 a.m. and it's hot here in San Diego. It's terrible. Too hot for me. Rochelle is here. How's your weather, Rochelle? Alola, it's a delightful 77 degrees Fahrenheit, and the high today is only an easy breezy beautiful 92, so we'll see if I live. Turns out I don't have air conditioning, so... uh, Oh man, same here. What? How do you guys not have air conditioning? I I mean, we just bought a portable one, but it's in our bedroom, and it doesn't doesn't cool the entire place. I don't know, the apartment didn't have air conditioning. Yeah, neither did my house, apparently, which my rental company lied to us about, so. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. We we knew going in what we were getting into. We were specifically told it had air conditioning. And then we're like, the air conditioning doesn't work. And they were like, you don't have it. And we were like, you told us last week that we did. Oh, my goodness. 
now I suffer because to record, I have to turn off my fan, which is extremely loud. I hope everybody appreciates appreciates the sacrifices I make. (laughs) Bummer. And this has been Weather with It's Super Effective. Have a good night, everybody. We didn't get Steve's weather. Uh, What's what's your weather, Steve? Uh, I don't know. I didn't go outside yet today. Uh, My air conditioning is working, so it's a crisp 68 (laughs) degrees in my house. That must be nice. I'm very I'm very distracted by this weather now. Uh Will and Greg are not here. They're in Indiana for Gen Con. It's a little weird of a week. We usually record these on Sundays, but we're recording on Saturdays, so this definitely feels like a Sunday to me for some odd reason. I don't think any Pokemon news will suddenly break on Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> but but I guess last week we had a countdown for Team Rocket on Saturday evening for whatever <laughs> weird reason. Hey, that was okay. It wasn't terrible. It was not great. It was, it was okay. Almost acceptable. <laughs> it was more acceptable than audacity. <laughs> but we got some Pokemon news for you guys. Specifically, there's no like major sword and shield news, but because Pokemon Worlds, the World Championships is coming up, I would expect that there should be either a new Pokemon shown or a new feature of that game being shown in the past with things like Sun and Moon uh, in 2016 being shown. Uh, I believe they showed Crabrawler at Worlds, and I want to say they showed a couple Megas for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and I want to say they showed like a Z-Move as well for Sun and Moon at Worlds, just probably expect something of the sort, maybe. Or just have no expectations. Maybe that is probably the better play. That's the if best you... way to go about it. Uh, people expect too much, and they get mad when it's not enough. If you have no expectations, the worst you'll ever be is mildly disappointed, <laughs> and the best you'll ever be is pleasantly surprised. Yeah, so we'll see. Worlds is, uh, as of this recording, a little less than two weeks away, so... We'll get to that, though, because we have some news regarding that. But we have a little... We, we started talking about Pokemon Go and Team Rocket. There's a couple updates here with, for Pokemon Go. So we'll start off with that, and then uh, we'll hit our other news here. First bit of news is more gifts for you, more gifts for friends. Woohoo! Woo! This is off Pokemon Go Live. Pokemon Go is better with friends. I feel like you can... Apply that to everything in life. <laughs> what better That's way? Very true for go. <laughs> what very better true. way to show your appreciation than gifts? From Monday, August fifth to Monday, August nineteenth, uh, all eggs received from gifts will require only two ki- two kilometers to hatch, and will look like two kilometer eggs. But don't worry, the Pokemon that hatch will that the Pokemon that will hatch from them will be ones normally appearing in seven k eggs regardless of whether you incubate or hatch them during the event. For the duration of the event, the number of gifts you can open will increase from 20 to 30. And for the duration of the event, the numbers of gifts you can carry in your inventory will increase from 10 to 20. And if you're lucky, you may hatch a shiny Bonsly. Ooh. That's exciting. 
Uh, like Bonsly? Yeah, Bonsly is cool. Bonsly is adorable. Yeah. There's like two types of people in this world. They're the people that only care about the three first bullet points that I read. And then there's the other people who only care about that last bullet point that I read. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Well, what I what I was seeing a lot of, like, you know how anytime anybody announces something, the first thing you get are people who are like, well, you should have done it this way. Or like they criticize like without it even having been done yet. Uh, the first thing I saw, it was people saying this should be a permanent feature. The the 20 gifts uh, being able to hold 20 gifts. And it's like, well, just, just let them do it first. And then maybe maybe after two weeks, they'll just make it permanent. <laughs> let's just hold on and let's just see what happens. You know, out of all the things wrong with Pokemon Go, the amount of gifts I carry is <laughs> extremely low. <laughs> I know it's it's low on the list of things that they should improve about the game. But you know. if you are actively sending gifts and spinning stops, it's not a problem. It's true. I I agree. I will say, uh, getting to like the end of the day. You may want to being able to hold more gifts and you get to the end of your day and you realize you're sitting at home or something and you realize like, oh, I can send out all these gifts. It'll be nice to be able to send out 20 instead of 10. But at the end of the day, it's not I'm not turning the game off because I can't hold 20 gifts. So I don't know. I'm personally very much looking forward to the doubled amount of time to scroll through the friends list and have a mild anxiety attack over which friends I want to <laughs> let know I still care about this day. Like, <laughs> twice as much fun. Hey, that's twice as, m- twice as many menus you get to sit in. Mm-hmm. Mm, the, the most fun thing about Pokemon Go, menus. That's what I've been saying this whole time, and finally they're listening to me. <laughs> uh, I think it's, you know, cool after three years they still have different ways to do events. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not revolutionary about increasing gifts by sending and holding, but it is a, the first time they've done it. So yeah, and I think uh, you know every time they do like an egg event or an event that you know involves incubating stuff, that always seems a little cash grabby, but uh, that's fine because they'll take all my cash because I will buy incubators and I will try to hatch a shiny bonsai and I won't. And uh, six months from now, I will randomly hatch one with a free incubator. I'm sure. Yeah, but we'll, we'll I'm, I'm, you know, we'll know. The event will go poorly if you spent money and didn't get what you wanted. <laughs> and the event will be the best v- event Niantic has ever done if you hatch a shiny bonsai in the first day. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just the rules of the world. Yeah. This is also some Pokemon Go stuff. Congratulations to Pokemon Go for receiving the Sport in Life Award. Trainers, we are thrilled to share that Pokemon Go has received the Sport in Life Award from the Sports Agency, a subsidiary of Japan's Ministry of Education, Culture, Sports, Science, and Technology. Uh, We have learned from the nomination just around Pokemon Go's third anniversary, this celebration has become all the more special from being honored by an organization like the Sports Agency one that shares our mission and commitment to going outdoors and exploring the world and striving for healthier physical, mental, and social lifestyle. Many Pokemon adventures start by asking, why not, before stepping out of our homes? There's probably a Pokemon pun there. Together, we have... Why not? (laughs) Together, we've taken galleries (laughs) worth of Go snapshots, challenged legendary Pokemon in raids with friends, 
completed tons of research for Professor Willow and succeeded in stealing other professors' ideals like shadow Pokemon. Wait, oh, it doesn't say that. <laughs> succeeded in two parts of global challenges so far. Uh, we've are we are incredibly proud and humbled to be part of this entire experience with you. So thank you, trainers, for playing Pokemon Go and attending our incredible life events around the globe. Your passion inspires us every day to create unique experiences that can be enjoyed by all. Now let's get out there and do what we do best. Let's get up and go. So other than the slight addiction that Pokemon Go creates, I will say it's a pretty positive. Uh, just over time reading, you just go on like the Pokemon Go subreddit. And while most of it is not great, there are sometimes those stories of people who started playing it just got them walking around exercising they lost a bunch of weight or you know just be became a healthier person not and in pokemon go was like a, a part of that and so um you know i think that i think that that's that shows that there is that positivity and it does potentially help people just live a little bit of a healthier lifestyle so i think that's cool you know prior to pokemon go that i would spend a single day walking three hours in the sun <laughs> willingly <laughs> but yeah I, for me pokemon go is de was definitely like right time and right place i mean now that i work at home it is literally one of the main reasons i get out of my house of like hey i'm gonna go get lunch but also since i'm already out and since lunch it might be at the mall i'm going to walk for 30 minutes before I actually get the lunch and come back home and see what Pokemon are there and do a raid or see if I can hatch this egg real quick before I head back home. So it, it's it been awesome for me, ignoring all the very loud, negative people that did not get their shiny Rayquaza after 40 raids so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh same here. I, I think one thing that was beneficial for me when the game came out was that I worked in a place that was very walkable and had a lot of Pokestops and put in gyms. Um, and, you know, before Pokemon Go came out, I would get out of my office for lunch, but rarely, or I would just hang around in like the break room or something. And then when it came out, I started walking a lot more and you know, just taking walks at lunch and things like that. And that was really cool. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, this doesn't, doesn't relate specifically to health, but the amount of people that you meet when you play is really cool as well. I mean, I've made, actually made a lot of friends, um, who were doing the same thing, walking around the area where I worked, you know, none of us knew that we worked close to each other. Then this game came out and now we are, we're friends and continue to hang out. So. I think that's uh, worked out pretty well. Pokemon Go is my second most motivating exercise phone app. Wait, what's number Not one? Second? It's second? Second, yeah. <laughs> what's one? Which, which I guess is why I'm kind of mild on it, because I'm like, you know, Pokemon Go, yeah, sure. I go around and walk sometimes and play Pokemon Go, but honestly, mostly it's Zombies Run. I actually usually play Pokemon Go while I'm playing Zombies Run. So Oh, I've done Zombies Run before. Yeah, it's great. It's like my favorite game now. So, what, but, what is uh, Zombies Run? Oh my gosh. 
Welcome to the Zombies Run podcast. I'm your host. <laughs> um, I don't think it's that complex since I last played it. <laughs> so basically, it's it's a bit more explicitly exercise oriented than Pokemon Go is, where the whole gimmick is like you go on a run or a walk or whatever, and it plays clips of a story for you. And you go in like little missions and the whole story is about there's a zombie apocalypse and you're surviving the zombie apocalypse and running away from zombies. It has a really cute little base builder. That's the shortest version you're going to get from me if you would not like to sit here for half an hour and talk about it. So when I when I played it, I don't remember the base builder. Okay, so one, the game is zombies run is not new. It's been around for I want to say like almost five or six years, maybe seven, seven. Do you think about it too is you can set it's supposed to teach you to like run farther so it'll have a lot of walking but the whole reason why you would run is like oh there's a zombie actually quote unquote chasing you in the story so now yeah. you have to do like this short sprint to get away Yeah which is customizable like you can do it you can increase the number of times you'll have zombie chases in a mission you can increase the amount you have to speed up, but every now and then it'll just randomly be like, zombies are about to catch you. If you don't catch, speed up, they'll catch you and you'll lose supplies because you can't die because then the story would end. And <laughs> yeah, just whoa. like, oops, you died. You can't pay, play past season two, mission 17. Sorry. Yeah, because I've been in this house for five years and I was playing Zombies Run before I even got here, so... They they probably changed a lot since I last played it. Um, yeah, there's a lot to it. There's like they're on season eight of their story, which is it's a lot. There's like hundreds of missions you can do now. Uh, they started doing little side stories of like not zombies run story. Like they just did a little sci-fi one and stuff. They do virtual races now. They that do awesome. Maybe they I have a couch to five k training app. Uh. Please, please install this and play it, and please tell me everything you think about it, because I'm obsessed with it. Uh, I feel like Zombies Run was also, like, before people had zombie burnout. Like, zombie burnout is, like, a real thing right now. I know, like, Days Gone just came out on PS4, and people were like, why are you guys making zombie games? No one wants this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Zombies Run uh, was, like, before that, like, burnout oh, yeah. happened. I believe it came out. In 2012, huh? I think they did a Kickstarter for it. It's well, it is a UK-based app. Mm. Uh, I'm you haven't heard of it either, Bobby. The reason I heard of it is because like a couple people, because we both worked at Apple at the same time. There were a bunch of people at Apple that were like obsessed with it because it was. I think it was exclusive to iPhone when it first launched for like the first year. It was, and I can tell you because there is about a three-year period in my life where I had an iPhone, and that was it. And that's <laughs> when I got into Zombies Run. Yeah, so that was like the huh. huge thing. I want to say Apple promoted it a bit um, because they feature whatever. Mm-hmm. It was one of their <laughs> featured games for a while. Maybe I downloaded it at some point and didn't realize, or like didn't or don't remember that I did or something. Well, you remember now? Now, yeah. Maybe I'll download it again. Please do. Please <laughs> tell me. Literally, I this cannot is funny express to you. 
I was literally talking about yesterday on my Twitch stream that I miss running, and now we just had a five-minute conversation about a running app. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you'd like to get back into running and you haven't run in a while, they have a companion app, which is the Zombies Run Couch to 5K training, which is also fun. It's the same thing, but instead of like, so like the main game is just like, it plays you the stuff. You can walk, you could jog, you could do the dishes for all they care or all they know, like, and just go through the story. But the 5K training is like actual training with like exercises and intervals and stuff. So, yeah. All right. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. That one is the most exercise oriented app on my phone. Mostly, I just tend to stop at Pokestops on my runs, assuming that there's not zombies chasing me. <laughs> so. Well, I wonder if they're mad that they lost the Sports in Life award over Pokemon Go then. I'm sure they are deeply emotionally distraught. Yeah. Everyone at six to start is just sobbing uncontrollably right now. Understandable. Understandable. Well, if you're out running and you need new cases for your phone, <laughs> this transition. Beautiful, beautiful segue. Thoroughly K acceptable. Caseify is doing their third drop on uh, August 15th. So they will have a new set of Pokemon cases and AirPod cases and charging pads. AirPod? They have AirPod cases? Yeah. Cases for huh. your AirPods. Um, like cases that go over the actual AirPod case? Yes. Or, okay. A case for your case. They didn't steal Apple's technology and actually create no, they did not. a new case? Okay. Um, these cases are different than the Drop 2, which are different than the Drop 1. I don't know. They, they are official Pokemon, you know, crossover items. I didn't... They I kind of wish they would have said, hey, all three would be different, because there was some in the first drop that I probably would have bought, but they didn't come back. Oh, that's weird. I, I thought it was like a ref they were refilling their inventory. Yeah, I thought so too, but these are all, all these cases in drop three are completely different than drop one and two, so they look good, though. Uh, Caseify.com if you need a, a case... <laughs> <laughs> if you need like Pokemon cases that are not off Pokemon Center, I don't think Pokemon Center has like actual new cases. I think they're still have I think they still have cases for like the iPhone seven, iPhone five. <laughs> That's all they got on Pokemon Center. <laughs> wow. Do they have this case? If I have a Farfetch case, uh, they did last drop. They don't this one. Oh. Oh, so drop two, chance. drop two. They had all one hundred and fifty one. Pokemon on the back of the case. Mm. They don't have that anymore. Also, the Pokemon company hates anything that isn't an iPhone, apparently. So, mm -hmm. you're uh, out of luck there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, there's a... I see... Oh, it's sold out. But there's a... <laughs> the Galaxy S10 Plus case. But it's, but it's sold out. So, scratch that. Uh, speaking of Pokemon Center, there is a new Mareep plush that you can pre-order. It's a 24-inch Mareep plush. 
Uh, it so was good. two whole feet. So good. Start shipping in January of 2020. It is a jumbo poli- <laughs> jumbo size pokey plush of Mareep, two feet tall, three feet long. And this is right off their website. And quote, it will really give you options. Will you- <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> will you count Mareep in the bedroom? Question mark. <laughs> Maybe put it under a glass table mar- tabletop <gasps> question mark. Possibly keep it near a rocking chair to maximize fluffy enjoyment during quiet times question mark. It's your decision. No matter where this Mareep winds up, it will be among the fluffiest and cuddliest plushes you own. Make your Mareep yours and give it a home with a bit of extra warmth and character with this Pokemon Center original. Now, before you pull over your car, before you, uh, <laughs> before you step over to the side of the road and make sure there's no zombies around you to hit the pre-order button, this Mareep is the low, low price of $500. It's very expensive. That is, that is quite expensive. It does go in line with their giant Pokemon expensive prices like Lapras and Snorlax, but... That is, that is a lot of money for a stuffed sheep. For six cubic feet of stuffed sheep. Let me remind you, it really gives you options. <laughs> Everybody loves options. No, but speaking of options, I am glad to see with all the Wulu hype out there that Mareep is still going strong in Pokemon's heart. Yeah. They could have is- done a Wulu plush and they didn't. They did Mareep. They went back uh, to the classic. They could have made so much money making a Wooloo plush, though. They will make money making Mareep. Yeah, that's true. The important thing to note here is this is the first time, I think, a plush has launched in both the Japanese and the U.S. Pokemon Center stores at the same time. Uh, oh. Probably because I don't think they expect to sell a lot of these. They do not ship until January of 2020. So they have plenty of time to, you know, get the three people who order in the United States and the five people who order in Japan, <laughs> get these made and manufactured. But man, uh, you know, what would be interesting uh, not to get into national decks territory, but if um, because I assume when Sword and Shield comes out, the anime will have the Pokemon that are in the Galar decks, right? They won't go outside of that because in the games it'll be a specific set of Pokemon. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I wonder if the like plush plushies and things like that that come out during that time frame, if they will just discontinue. Oh, they still, they come out with older ones though. They come out with older plushies, like right now with the Marie thing. I was I just wondering, like, if they would come out with stuff outside of the Galar Pokedex. I mean, during snub- the time that that's Snubble has never had a plush until Detective Pikachu. They're true, yeah, and they're doing their whole Pokemon. sitting cuties right now, yeah. and they're doing all that. So that that never mind. I doubt they'll take anything away, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if not all, at the very least, the vast majority of everything they come out with for a few years is just going to be Gallardex Pokemon. Right. That'll be probably that'll be the main, you know, what they show on their site. That's the main thing. I mean, they do that with the Alolan. They did that with the Alolan Pokemon. Like there's an Alolan mm-hmm. Pokemon um, category and, and things like that. So I could see something like that happening. I want to meet the person who 
hasn't blinked an eye to spend $500 on a Mareep plush. Like, even <laughs> if Mareep is your all-time favorite Pokemon, and even... So, you one, you have to really like Mareep. Two, you have to really like having plushes. And three, you have to have $500 laying around. That's a lot of asks from a person. Especially the $500 part. I also want to meet that person. And the first thing I'll ask them is what option they chose. They're counting them. They're going to put them next to their rocking chair. Also, rocking chair? (laughs) That's a weird example that they use. Do a lot of people have rocking chairs? uh, Is it a thing? Maybe. maybe, No? Right. So. I think the last time I sat in a rocking chair may have actually been at a Cracker Barrel. Oh, dang. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I know the last time I sat in one, it was at a Cracker Barrel. All right. So they're going after the Cracker Barrel owners to get them in their stores. Honestly, if the next time I go to Cracker Barrel and there's not a gigantic Marie plush next to every single rocking chair, I'm going to be so disappointed. I will say, I... We did have a rock. The last time I was in a rocking chair was when my son was born and we borrowed one. There was that. But all right. Did you borrow one from a Cracker Barrel? Like, (laughs) why why even have a son, Bobby? A Mareep is cheaper than (laughs) childbirth. That is absolutely true. Oh, man. Think of the options with the Mareep. (laughs) What can you do with a kid? Nothing. (laughs) What do I need to do? To get the job of the person who just writes the descriptions of items on the Pokemon Center. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dream job, truly. Uh, Meltan and Melmetal also came to the Pokemon Center. If you're finally looking for that um, Meltan plush. That was released in Japan a while ago, right? Yes. Did it just come to the U.S. Pokemon Center? It, it, can't, it, it conveniently came to Japan two days after I left Japan. Uh, That's so right. I was not able to get Meltan, uh, but I am sure, uh, I'm sure they'll have a bin of Meltan at Pokemon World, so I'll wait my two weeks before I buy it. I'm sure they will bring the newest plushes to the World Tournament. No mythical distribution at Worlds, but Worlds have finally revealed their... Uh, their schedule here. Which is almost as exciting as a distribution. Yeah, kind of, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've been talking about this for a while, but the Pokemon World Championships will be in Washington, D.C. on August 16th, 17th, and 18th. They waited really long to unveil the theme of this. So, last year, because it was in Nashville, their theme was, I don't know, country. <laughs> they had like a mud bray with a bandana and a pikachu playing a banjo and a meloetta singing it was like a country band that was like their theme they had other pokemon playing other instruments but i don't remember specifically i think snivy was one um this year it looks like their theme is museums which i guess makes sense because washington dc has a lot of museums Mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense but they this is off pokemon.com there's plenty to do at the annual pokemon world championships even if you don't participate in the main event if you're looking forward for a more leisurely way 
to enjoy the event. That's perfect because uh, we are we are in that leisure section of Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Or if you're bringing a friend or family who doesn't plan to compete, you can purchase a spectator badge for ten dollars, which includes all three days of the event, and it comes with two Pokemon TCG booster packs. Uh, they didn't say which booster packs you get. Hopefully, unified binds. <laughs> yeah, do they usually do the latest? They usually they the did set? the latest last year. Yeah, they nice. did. You can be among the first wave of people to play the new Pokemon games, get hands-on demo with Sword and Shield for the Nintendo Switch, and the mobile game Pokemon Masters will be there as well. So you'll be able to play both early. There will be a Pokemon console gaming lounge. Enjoy classic and modern video games from some of Pokemon's biggest fans at the Pokemon console gaming lounge. It will have 32 consoles featuring some of the best games from the past. Available all weekend long and no additional cost. You'll be able to play these classic and modern games. Are you ready for this list? I hope it's just all Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I should have. That would have been a really good setup joke, and there's no Rumble here. Oh. Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, Pokemon Ooh. Puzzle League. Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon Pinball, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge, Pokemon Tournament DX, and Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. No, look, no Hey You Pikachu, no Poke Park, <laughs> no Dash, <laughs> no, no Pokemon Dash. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I'm pretty sure last year they only had like eight consoles, so they've uh, bumped it up to 32. Uh, there's more to do. Uh, are you interested in learning how to play the Pokemon trading card game, but you're not sure how to get started? Question mark. Bring a friend or make a new one and take the first steps of be the path to becoming a Pokemon TCG player. In this activity, players will build their first deck and battle a friend with a help guide. That's pretty cool. I think that's new. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, see the experts play Pokemon. Players from more than 40 countries will be competing for a half a million dollars in prizes this weekend. Come be a part of audience and cheer on the best players of the TCG, video games, and Pokemon Tournament DX. Uh, there will be some side events. You can join in the action by joining the, uh, without joining the main event by competing in some side of a hundred of other smaller side events. That will take place in the event hall. Competitors can earn tickets to redeem fun Pokemon prizes on the prize wall. Most events last between one to and three hours, so they easily fit into your schedule. Ah, the old three hours I got to burn. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there will be the Pokemon Center there, uh, where you can get uh, apparel and plushes and merchandise. From Thursday, it will be from 2 to 8 p.m., Friday, 10 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 to 5. There will be a screening of Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, There will be a room uh, that will feature a screening, and it will start on Friday at 2, and there will be another screening at 6, and Saturday at noon, and another one at 4. So you will be able to watch Detective Pikachu for completely free. And four times even, four if you're times. that dedicated. If you love it that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go back and 
check out all the details you missed the first time through. Well, I guess not third time through. free. I'm, I guess you technically have to pay your 10 bucks. Uh, and there will be um, VIP signings with uh, Ishihara, Masuda, and Morimoto. So if you would like to directly tell Masuda to quit now, you fraud, you can do it to your face. <laughs> I would suspect no one's going to pay $10 and wait in line to do that. And if you do, you should probably do something better with your time. <laughs> probably do something more productive and positive with your time. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to say something unreasonable, I think it would be better to ask why they don't have, like, I don't know, Pokemon typing adventure in the game room or something. No, that's true. That's true. Give me that. Break out the Nintendo keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, oh, before we take break, uh, there was one bit of Pokemon news we forgot, but Bo- I'll let Bobby cover it because he was more informed than I was. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the other night I was, you know, browsing Twitter as one does, uh, and uh, I saw that Niantic support, um, from the Niantic support Twitter account, they tweeted out that uh, if you are a parent, parent or guardian of a trainer under the age of 13 in Pokemon Go, you can log into their Pokemon Trainer Club account and you can opt into the social features that they have been, uh, that have been lacking for them. So they can, you can opt into trading and the other, the other social features that the, the kids under 13 have not been able to, uh, use in Pokemon Go. So, um, I know that that's helped out a few people. Uh, already because you know the only way to get alolan vulpix alolan sandshrew alolan meowth and i think one more you know are to get those 7k eggs um, or to trade and so children under 13 uh were never able to do that which was a big deal for some people uh so i'm glad to see that they've uh finally allowed that opt-in feature so that they can play the game like everyone else gets to play the game Finally, expanding their fan base into the younger age range. Get them on spending those coins. Also forgot that uh, they increased your Pokemon storage. So instead of holding 2,000 Pokemon, you can hold uh, 2,500 Pokemon. And every... So you you get 200 to begin with, right, Bobby? I think it's 350. To begin or 300, with. 300, I think. So if every, so if you can go to 2,500 and it's $20 for every 500, what is, that's like $80 to expand your storage to max-ish? Yeah, something like that. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. I saw you were talking about, you know, bank being $5 a year for 3,000 storage, 3,000 storage spots versus this and i thought that was that was funny i do i will say like bank you literally are just storing pokemon and this at least like you can use them to fight and play and all that but yeah it's a lot of money if you want to get to that max storage but i guess the idea is that like potentially i mean i guess if you're new you haven't been but if you've been playing for a while you've been you know doing it over time so it doesn't seem as yeah i suppose costly but yeah, it's, it's a lot I, of I just can't imagine that. like the Pokemon company looking at this and going like, well, trainers are clearly filling up their Pokemon Go accounts if they're 
buying more storage and they're clearly willing to pay this much for storage. So why are we charging this little for bank? <laughs> oh man, let's hope that home doesn't come out and they're like, all right, 300 spots, pay us $20 for 500 more. Yeah. Oh, that'd be terrible. Well, uh, let's take a break here. We have a little bit more Pokemon news, and then we have our question of the week, and we will give you the answer to Pokemon of the week when we return. Hey, it is the beginning of the month, which means I take a couple seconds out of today's show to remind you that this is probably the best time of the month to sign up for the Patreon. Maybe this is your first time listening to It's Super Effective. Just give you this spiel real quick. Uh, podcasting and content creation, such as like the tw- Twitch streaming, is my full-time job. So it's what I do from when I wake up to when I go to bed, really. But I love it, and I love that I'm able to do it because you guys support me either through subscribing through Twitch or specifically on Patreon for the podcast. Now, this is the podcast, so you're thinking, okay, what does the Patreon do exactly? So for just a couple bucks a month, you can get access to our Slack community, which has a bunch of amazing individuals in there they run tournaments for shiny hunting they run tournaments for uh, the video game they talk about which companies have the best logos they have like an animal crossing group that's very active there's a lot of different things happening in our slack community so you can get in there Uh, at a little bit of a higher tier you can get access to uh my other podcasts called alola vacation that i do with my wife irene um and that comes out a couple times a month we just finished all of season 20 of uh, the Sun and Moon anime. So uh, Irene and I are reworking some things for season 21, but we're about to start that really soon. I also just this week released some unreleased, uh, released some unreleased. That's probably not. Maybe that's grammatically correct. Some uh, old mythical stuff that Greg and I recorded with the crew over at Dungeons and Randomness, which you can find in the show notes. Um, but if we can get to our 2000 a month goal, uh, we're at just, just shy of 1700, uh, Greg and I will commit to another season of mythical as well as I am hopefully before, before even that it's a two part. I will, I will get a season five finished. There's two more episodes left of that season. And if we can hit our 2000 goal, Greg and I will sit down, we'll get some cast and we'll record a full another season for you guys. If we can hit that 2000 a month goal, we've been very close to it multiple times. I don't think we've ever hit it, but a little incentive. I don't expect to hit it today or this month or even maybe this summer, but I think it's something that uh, we can work towards as a community to uh, provide even more content and uh, obviously key out key out like a weekend and stuff for Greg, to, Greg and I to really tackle that together. Um, that's it patreon.com slash it's super effective or isc.cash if you want to support if not podcast will always be free continue to be free you probably press the little 45 second thing in your podcast app to skip this totally cool look i listen to podcasts too i do the same thing but if you feel the need to support if you want more content coming out the patreon's there for you if you want people to talk to that also listen to the podcast the patreon's there for you and if you have any questions about it, feel free to let me know on either Twitter or email or the Reddit, whatever, whatever is easy for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for dealing with this show for nine years. Thank you for being you and uh, enjoy the rest of this episode.
And we are back. Some more world, some more championship stuff here. Get ready for the 2020 play Pokemon season. So they announced this uh, right after they announced the world stuff. Oh, sorry. I keep, I feel like we keep forgetting. We move on from news and I could completely forget. We talked about the theme as museums. The exclusive Pikachu plush that is there is like a little Pikachu in like an explore. Uh, what, what are those people called? The ones that like dust off dinosaur bones? Archaeologist. Yeah, he's in like an archaeologist <laughs> thing and he has a little hippopotas hat. It's actually pretty cute. <laughs> but they are, <laughs> they are distributing uh, an Aerodactyl with Celebrate. And because there's usually a Pokemon Go event, they haven't said what the exclusive in Pokemon Go will be, but I have a feeling it has to be Relicanth. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Because Relicanth is literally the ancient fish Pokemon or whatever it's called. And if they already have like Aerodactyl bones being scattered everywhere, yep. part of the theme, I, I can't imagine it's going to be something else. Okay, so you're going to Worlds, right, Steve? Yeah. Perfect. If it's Relicanth. Uh, and you get some. I would love to trade you one when you come to TwitchCon in September. <laughs> okay, perfect. Do you okay. have a Tropius at all? <laughs> I have not been to Africa or Greece or Spain, so no, okay. I don't. Right. I understand. Uh, I will find something that you would like to have. Okay, perfect. I think Tropius... Okay, if you're going to Worlds and you have Tropius, <laughs> I think it's the only one I'm missing. If I'm right about the Relicanth prediction, I would really... Appreciate the Tropius. I have Torkoals. I have Pachirises. I have Heracross Corsola. I got unknowns. I got letters. You need to spell something? I got it. M A R E E P. I might not have all those letters, but I have most of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming it's Relicant. So, well, I guess we'll find out when we get closer here. But let's talk about next year. Turn 2020 World Championships. You can work for your invitation for 2020. They kind of change this every year. They play with the numbers. They increase the points, decrease the points. Master Division competitors from North America will now only need 500 championships to qualify for the TCG World Championships. In all other age divisions and rating zones, the number of championship points to qualify for Worlds and competitions have not been changed. Several events have updated for the best finish limits this year. Pokemon Regional Championships and Special Events now share a best limit of 6, decreased from 8 in both the TCG and the video game competitions. The Pokemon TCG League Challenges and League Cups, as well as the video game Premier Challenges and Mid-Season Showdowns, will now have yearly best finish limits like any other types instead of best seasonal finishes. Um, and good luck to trainers this season. So not a lot of changes here except for people who are over the age of 17 in the master division. It'll be a little bit tougher to qualify. And it, the other change is if you're at least coming in top six for video game stuff, you're at least getting some acknowledgement in points instead of nothing. TCG a little bit harder. Video game a little bit easier. Look, nothing's hard. For everyone that says Ash is really bad at battling and Ash is a loser and he can never win anything, how many of you guys have come in second place or third place in a tournament? It's real tough, wow. let me tell you. <laughs> People are real cutthroat out there in Pokemon. 
I'm bringing you guys some news from Spain. <laughs> Everyone loves news from Spain. This is off Nintendo Soup. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon hashtag once again trending on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not the direction I was expecting. Not at all. <laughs> uh, this year, fans of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series are once again celebrating what they call Pokemon Mystery Dungeon International Day. Like last year's celebration, fans of the series have changed their Twitter profile picture to their favorite Pokemon that appears in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. In Spain, the hashtag is Mundo Mysterio, uh, which means just Mystery Dungeon in Spanish, and it's trending on Twitter. With any luck, the Pokemon company will take notice this time and start prepping the announcement for a new <laughs> Mystery Dungeon title for Switch. <laughs> Um, oh. that's, that's the news. I mean, honestly, if they were to make a new mystery dungeon, I'm sure it would be for iOS or Android. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had that conversation last week. You just, you think if they do remakes, they'd just go mobile with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they did do maybe a console, I feel like they would do a, a quest situation. Pokemon where, quest? Where they where you put it on switch and then put it on mobile oh oh yeah. gotcha where it's I on both yeah i need to look this up uh but i don't know if game freak did the mobile version i know they made quest on game freak did make quest but i don't know if they ported it to mobile i don't think i think another company did uh well didn't oh wait there was another company that took over for the china yes i Pokemon think that was quest, right? Tencent, was it not i think you that i think that's right because i think Tencent pretty much handles Every video game in China. <laughs> right. Uh, it doesn't... I mean, it just doesn't seem like someone else ported it to mobile. I think Game Freak did that. That would have been the first actual mobile game Game Freak made? Unless they made something in Japan that I don't know of? I, I tend to agree with you. I think it, with these like side games, I could see them... I mean, Pokemon Quest was a brand new game, right? So like... It was one thing to build this brand new game and then put it on Switch and put it on mobile. I think that was awesome. That was a great idea. I spent too much money because I bought it on both, and then I bought the expansion packs on both. So good job, Game Freak. Pokemon Company did what you wanted to do. But uh, I, I feel like with the remakes, I kind of agree with you, Steve, and what you were saying. I feel like they would go mobile with them versus go with the Switch because, I mean, you can just see how much money they're making in mobile. And if they're remaking a game, that was originally on a handheld system like 3DS, I could just see them doing mobile instead. Speaking of sales, dot esports, I I guess I don't have to read the article. Um, This just has the sales numbers here. Uh, The quarterly earnings for like Nintendo, Game Freak, Apple, a bunch of other companies just came out. So these are total sales as of today, as of reported directly from these companies. They sh- obviously accurate. I don't know why Game Freak, or I sorry, I don't know why the Pokemon Company would lie <laughs> about their sales to their stockholders. <laughs> it's not how it works. But yeah, that's not. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so these are accurate sales numbers as of today, based on the last couple of games here. Total sales: Pokemon X and Y. These are games you can still walk into Target or Walmart or on the eShop that you can buy. X and Y, 16.41 million. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, 14.21 million. 
Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, 16.16 million. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, 8.47 million. (laughs) And Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, 10.98 million. So that's a a lot of video game sales. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I wanted to pull a tweet from Joe from Serebii, which is a very interesting statistic here. So Joe said that Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are tracking ahead of Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, currently at 14.21 million. After seven months of sales, uh, let I can't believe it's been seven months, Let's Go has sell, sold the 10.98 million. Uh, for the first seven months of sales for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, it sold 10.27 million. And it's on track. Mm-hmm. But I I do wonder. I'm first off. I'm surprised that Omega Ruby, yeah, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire has actually sold that many copies. Um, I personally was not a huge fan of the game, but I know a lot of people love Gen Three. Uh, but I do wonder what will happen to sales for Let's Go when uh when Sword and Shield come out. There's just a lot of Gen One games you can play, and so I wonder how that'll hold up as the yeah. new Gen releases. I think uh, another thing to just keep in mind: uh, there were there's significantly more 3ds's in the world than there were switches when yeah Let's Go came out, and uh, there's a kind of a stark price difference between <laughs> Omega Ruby and Let's Go. <laughs> one is forty, and one is sixty. So uh, I know not everyone enjoyed Let's Go. Uh, I I I did, um, but. Uh, there's no denying the Gen 1 nostalgia really, <laughs> really hits hard with people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that there's the helpful piece where the Switch Lite's coming out, right? And that's going to be a 3DS type pricing. And then, you know, we'll see holiday sales come around, discounts. So we'll have probably $40 Let's Go, things like that also. So prices go down a little bit. On Amazon Prime Day, uh, Let's Go was down to twenty five. So really, five twenty five bucks, yeah, for the forty eight hours of Prime Day. See, I feel like I was just gonna say that I think, um, like, three uh, DS games, at least the Pokemon ones, they really seem to hold their value for like for a new game. You know, I'll walk into um, a Best Buy or a Target or something, and it's still like forty bucks for X and Y or or Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire or something close to that. Uh, whereas I feel like the let's go i feel like we'll come down in price at some point and then it'll just be cheaper i mean like when did x and y come out uh six years ago 2013 i think yeah and it's still like 35 or 40 dollars yeah but sometimes it, it goes on sale store. for 20 oh yeah yeah for sure but i just mean in a uh, regularly oh, it's sure, 40 dollars sure. right yes. whereas like six years from now i those more like the 60 dollar games i feel like they they come down a little bit and then they're like standard at a lower price versus this $40 game from six years ago is still like $40 today. So I feel like that would just up the up the units sold if those prices do come down on the Switch games. Mm-hmm. Might get a bunch of people getting Sword and Shield and beating it and then being like, I want to play more Pokemon, but I am 10 and I only have a Switch. What else can I play? And then <laughs> they, their parents get them that? Yeah, that's very true. Also, believe I don't have 
I can't. I wish I found the tweet. I think Joe also tweeted this. I don't have it in front of me. I also believe this marks that Ultra Sun Ultra Moon is the best-selling third version of a video game. So comparing Ultra Sun Ultra Moon directly to uh, Emerald, Crystal, and Platinum. I, there there are some people that might compare it to Black and White 2. I wouldn't, personally. Just because there's, there's two. Because the Black and White 2 is very different than like a third. Yeah, Black game. and White 2 is an actual sequel, not a not a slightly modified story with Mantine Surf. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there is more than just Mantine Surf and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. True. Yeah, you get to like pet that rock rough and stuff. Like, come on, Steve. You get to go oh, yeah. to space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go against all the legendaries. And get a shiny Rayquaza after 2,000 softer sets. Thank so, you very much. So yeah, I mean, you have uh, 14.21 million for Omega Ruby, which is a remake. But, I mean, there was, what, like 10, 10 some years separating those games from the originals. Uh, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon was like 364 days after Sun and Moon. I think Black and White 2 has sold slightly better than Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. But again, I personally wouldn't compare the two because I think that like if i i think like if you're a person who doesn't feel like they need to go back to a region i feel like you can skip like platinum you could skip you could skip uh crystal and stuff in 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 another sense i feel like if you miss that whole generation of like let's say you didn't play gen 4 i would say get platinum i would say get crystal but with specifically with black and white it's hard, and Black and White too. it's hard to make that distinction because they are very different games with mm-hmm. completely new stories. Um, it's not like the beginning of Black and White 2 is like kind of the same as Black and White. They're starkly different, whereas like the beginning of, you know, Crystal is ultimately the same. Um, the main thing in Crystal was what, the Suicune stuff? You, you seen? Yeah. Yeah, and now we'll and now you got Celebi, yeah, with the virtual console one. So that's a that's a little bit tough, but also you could you could bring up the fact that Ultra Sun Ultra Moon has two copies: Platinum, Crystal, Emerald. They only have one version, so maybe that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean that's true. I guess I bought both, so I can't go. Against, <laughs> I can't. I can't go. I I bought three of the four of Gen Seven games. I guess so. Uh, or Alola games, but yeah, I mean, I, but it's just there's a diff- there's such a huge difference between Black and White Two and Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. I mean, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon is the same story with a little a little addition, mm. but Black and White Two a little addition. There's it's not the it's same. It's like not exactly the same, the same story that has been gutted of all of the interesting parts, and then they kind of stuff. So- Sorry, this yeah. is my okay. bias showing okay. too. But the but, story is the com- weakest part of Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, but the like but in- the the. The the battle like the the tents and the mantine surf and the wormhole like that those are good additions the story those the the worst part of that game sure but you're right but um <laughs> and just in a comparison to black and white too like you have a completely different story there from black and white yeah than, yeah then black and Ultra black Solomon. and white and black and white too are more like do you remember Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube where it had two discs I do. <laughs> Disc one is black and white, (laughs) and disc two is black and white too. Whereas with everything else, 
It's more like these are two unrelated games. <laughs> the metaphor fell apart real quick at the end there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like as if that game you're talking about had like a bonus disc with extra features. That'd be like Ultra Sun Ultra Moon versus yeah. like the two discs being different games, which is black and white too. Well, yeah, this is yeah. I will say you could together. you could skip black and white and still understand the story of black and white too because it and is. That is a that's pre- exactly what I'm doing. It's a pretty basic story. <laughs> yeah, I just started White 2. Or I, I bought White 2 and haven't didn't play Black and White and still get along fine. I mean, I went and read about Black and White just to be in the know. And I know there's a lot of cool features. If you did play Black and White, you can go back and get memories and things like that. But yeah, White 2 definitely stands on its own. But it, it is makes still you feel very better. different. You can import those memories at any time. So even if you beat the game, oh. you can import your memory. In if you beat Black and White two first, and then you go back and play Black and White, you can technically import the memories after the fact and still get like ends Pokemon and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, but in the end, still vastly different from what Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is to Sun and Moon. Last sales number. This has not really been promoted elsewhere in Japan, but Japan promoted it like everywhere uh that pokemon go has been downloaded one billion times since its launch in july of 2016 it's impressive talking about millions here and then i mean obviously free to play game on mobile but still billion downloads is good it's a lot of downloads is that like unique individual downloads or like does that count like (laughs) the five times that i have deleted an reinstalled pokemon go i don't think that counts i believe it's like accounts so even if you had like three devices if you're still if you're using the same apple id for all three devices that only counts as once so what we're saying is that like just about an eighth of the world plays pokemon go or at least has tried it (laughs) at least once Yeah, I think I think an eighth of the world or close to an eighth of the world was playing Pokemon Go when it came out in 2016. Yeah. So this is uh sent in from Andrew from our Attic channel off Sora News 24. This always seems like some <laughs> big cult website. Uh And also we've been using them a lot recently, so I don't know what's happened to the like the news algorithm, but <laughs> Sora News, bringing you yesterday's news from Japan and Asia today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Pokemon manhole covers are taking over streets in Japan. (laughs) Pikachu and Geodude are some of the new pocket monsters owning the roads with gorgeous one-of-a-kind designs. In December of last year, beloved pocket monster Eevee began appearing on manhole covers in Ibusuki, in the effort to promote this, the city that sounds familiar to Eevee in Japanese, thanks to the first three letters. Since then, Eevee and the Evolutions have been spawning on manhole covers around uh, Ibusuki, attracting tourists from around the country. The overwhelming positive response from the public means that other pocket monsters are now being prepped for their own debuts. Starting with the Rock Ground Pokemon, uh, which can be found in Iwate Prefixture. 
Is prefixture like the word for like a like country um, slash province slash? Pro- it's like province, I believe. Province, yeah, something like that. Yeah. The bug rock Pokemon Shuckle has been spotted. The Shuckle one's real cute. The Shuckle one's a good one. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Wait, is the Geodude one in the city where they had an actual, like, Geodude come walking out and they, like, used the Photoshop background as its feet? Do you guys remember this? Yes. um, No, I don't. I need to look it up now. It's because... Pretty sure it's... (laughs) The same prefixture, yes. It's because Geodude doesn't have legs, but the human in the Geodude costume clearly has legs. So the, instead of like, <laughs> you have to like look up a picture of it. So like instead of like the Geodude having like actual human legs or like black legs or white legs, it's like that white and gray checkered background that you get in uh, Photoshop when you open yeah. it by default. So that was like the pants the Geodude was wearing to like signify that it didn't have legs. That's amazing. <laughs> Where did you say that the Geodude manhole was? Because it says Geodude was named the tourism ambassador to Japan's Iwate prefecture. Yep, Iwate. Yeah, Iwate okay. is the where the Geodude is. Yeah, that's it. The, the that's Geodude it. looks really unhappy. I mean, it's a geodude. It's a rock with yeah. arms. How happy can you maybe be? Maybe a little <laughs> more. Maybe a little like mildly irritated, kind of bored. What a news week! <laughs> yeah. Uh, to round up news, I haven't looked too much in the set, but uh, Unified Minds, the newest Pokemon trading card game expansion, has released. Yeah, I, I need the, that Mewtwo Mew card. I think it is the biggest TCG set that has come out of. Trading card game. There's a lot of cards in that set. It's like 278 or something, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently, people have been saying it is a good set because there are good cards, but because there are so many cards, it's really hard to get the said good cards as opposed to like a smaller set with really good cards. You might be better off buying singles in this set just because of how big it is, but I feel bad for any collector. 200 and 70 some cards is uh is a whole lot to collect i think this was the set where i was like i was looking at the cards and i was like this is where i'm jumping back into tcg just to collect not i don't play but and then i was like oh wait there's 278 cards in this set i don't know give me those detective pikachu sets 18 cards i can collect that absolutely (laughs) that's like what 30 pages in a binder if you have the the three by three card sleeve pages you got to upgrade to a trapper keeper at that point (laughs) (laughs) no more cards no more binders for this (laughs) that trapper keeper lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) let's let's go to our question of the week oh that's you bobby since greg's not here it's time, it's time, it's time for the question of the week. This one's from Catherine. Uh, do you think we'll get to a point where all Pokemon will have been Shadow Pokemon in Go? Or do you think it will stay limited? I personally greatly look forward to being on my deathbed, telling my great-great-grandchildren, you know, 
Once upon a time, you couldn't get all of these Pokemon in a shadow Pokemon, and you should be <laughs> thankful. That was amazing. Yeah, uh, that was good. Rochelle and her deathbed. I, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing the suit. Uh, I had the. I brought the flowers. I really felt that. Thank you. I didn't graduate my high school with more thespian points than everybody in the history of my high school for nothing. <laughs> Man, I don't know if we'll see all of them as shadow Pokemon. Um, I mean, I know they just came out with a new set of them. I guess they could do that. It would just give people a different way to collect Pokemon, I guess, because the, the rocket stuff, you know, it's a feature that's it's going to be around like it's raids, right? It's just like a new, a new feature of the game, a new way to collect. Yeah. So to give people the opportunity, like, I feel like they won't make, they won't make like regionals shadow Pokemon, you know, because I guess they could in specific regions, but I think it'd be cool if it just stuck to specific Pokemon. I don't it's know if I want to see every one of them. You can't trade shadow Pokemon. You could trade purified. Well, that's just because they don't, <laughs> that's because of the, the like automatic 100% yeah. purified if you trade them as a shadow or whatever. Well, it doesn't make sense to trade shadow because you're supposed to catch them <laughs> and purify then, them. Like yeah. let them earn your trust <laughs> so yeah. they're not like reckless. I've not been doing a good job of that because the shadow Pokemon look way better in a uh, ghost snapshot. So, so I, I haven't played Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Uh, since the first week it came out, that it Same. was that was to say I didn't hate it. I actually liked it a lot. Um, it's just very hard. I knew this was gonna happen. I think a lot of people realize that playing two augmented reality games is very tough, um, and very time consuming. Especially when uh, I like a lot of games. I like to play other things. I, you know, I definitely respect the people who dedicate their entire life to Pokemon Go, and that's the only game they play. And if they can squeeze in Wizards Unite, that's that's cool. But you know, there's there's like Final Fantasy and Destiny and Apex and a lot of other games that I I do like to enjoy. So trying to juggle Pokemon Go and Harry Potter was a near impossible task for me, but. Uh, Harry Potter had so much variety in the things you did, whereas, like, now you you can look back and you can say, like, oh, in Pokemon Go, there are gyms and there are Pokestops, and in Harry Potter, there was, like, inns and castles and, uh, like, well, I don't even know what the other things were called, uh, gardeneries, and there was, like, two other buildings and it was like, wow, there's like five different buildings you can visit. But now Pokemon Go has technically three. We have gyms, we have Pokestops, and now we have Rocket Stops. So right. I, I don't know if like we get all Shadow Pokemon. I mean, like in Colosseum and Gale of Darkness, not every Pokemon was Shadow Pokemon um, it, in that game. And those games were had very limited Pokedexes. Um, but I could imagine us getting another stop that just complements Pokestops and Rocket Stops that do something else, whether that's maybe like 
uh and i, I don't know like it would be kind of cool now in retrospect if they did like an alolan stop where like that stop mm-hmm. had like just specifically alolan pokemon um that, that there's not a lot of alolan variants though but no but like in principle i i think i would prefer that because like sure you could make all the pokemon shadow neat they all have the same gimmick but if you like break it down into different types of categories and have like this kind of stop for these kinds of things and this for that then it at least feels like you got some more stuff in your salad than just lettuce you know what i mean right so yeah totally and it also gives you more goals in the game right like when i went to the park the other day it was the day they announced the new shadow pokemon and i did a rayquaza raid and then i was like oh cool i see two rocket stops and i want to go do those whereas before i'd be like well i my inventory's full i don't need any more quests you know i don't want to walk all the way mm-hmm. out there to that stop because why like but when I saw the rocket stop, I was like, oh, that's another thing I can do in the game. So I don't know if it's if it's about needing all the Pokemon to be Shadow. I don't think so. I think that's like a too daunting task. And then when you get to that point, I mean, like right now, I feel like there's a lot of Pokemon that can be Shadow. So it's like, am I going to go to the stop and is it going to be my 100th Zubat or is it actually going to be my first Scyther? And I can't imagine if if there was like 200 shadow Pokemon for me to be like, well, this is my 7,000 time spinning a stop. <laughs> oh, good. It's another Zubat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel right. like you, you, you have, you, you establish a pretty good pool that keeps players from coming back. I mean, obviously the hardcore players will consume and get rid of that you know, very quickly, but if you're a casual person who's maybe doing one or two rocket stops a day, it's going to take you a pretty, it's going to take you a decent amount of time to get everything from those. I think, I think it would be cool if they did it, um, almost like in like collections. So right now we have between the two sets that have come out, there's maybe, uh, there's gotta be like 16 or 20 Pokemon that you can come across as shadow Pokemon. It'd be kind of cool if they did expand it and there was a lot more, if maybe all of them weren't out at the same time. So like at the beginning of the month, they did a thing where it's like, these ones are the ones that are out for the month. And then next month it was different so that you didn't feel like you were potentially getting one of 200 options. Oh, with like Spinda too, or like like, this month it's this Spinda. Yeah, yeah. And so it would be like this month. It's this ten. These ten Pokemon are the Shadow Pokemon. Like, and they built some. And story then never bring that. them back and hook people in with that FOMO, and then people <laughs> go out more. And well, well that's Niantic's plan. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I, again, I don't think that we'd see all of them become Shadow Pokemon. But if we, and I, I know just from seeing, you can go out there on Twitter. You can look at Charles's Twitter. Like, there's a lot that can there's a lot in the code that are being prepped to be shadow pokemon but i would hope that at some point they break it down so that you're not spinning a stop and getting a one in 200 chance of it being the one you want like it'd be nice to have Mm -hmm. them in smaller sets this 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 ends with shadow lugia right (laughs) this is still the question on my mind (sighs) yeah the whole giovanni thing though i don't know like, Shadow Lugia is the Shadow Pokemon that people know. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is just their way of weeding out the true Pokemon fans. Yeah, you're not a true Pokemon fan if you don't know 
XD01 <laughs> or whatever they called the Shadow Lugia. I don't actually I think is it XD001 or is it XD01? I don't remember what its code name was. Yeah, I don't know because they're doing a lot. I know, right? It's Team Rocket instead of who it's supposed to be, Team Snagum. Snagum. Yeah. yeah. So Team Rocket instead, and they're really pushing the Giovanni thing. Um, like in this new, in the new update or in the new Shadow Pokemon article, they mention they make a reference to like potentially fighting a higher up of Team Rocket, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's." That's Giovanni, obviously. And so uh, it could be Archer. He's sure. an admin. Hey, he appeared in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. True. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, Only true Pokemon fans understand <laughs> Archer. Uh, but I don't know if they'll give if they would give Giovanni Shadow Lugia or how that would work. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be, like, either Persian or Mewtwo, right? Like, that's what he's known for. Right. Now, I don't... I want to say... Shadow Lugia might not even be in the code yet. I don't know if it's going to be, like, a long-term thing. I mean, the feature is a long-term thing, but... This is probably a conversation another time, but why do they put these things in the code so early? They just know Charles is going to look at it. Well, I think the idea, and remember when they did this with the shinies, so they put all the Kanto shinies, or most of the Kanto shinies in, at one point, and then everyone thought, Ah, uh, yes, oh, I remember when all, once. all the Pokemon Go YouTubers made videos about... <laughs> yeah, about them. <laughs> Every... Yeah, I remember. I do. <laughs> yeah, so um, with something like that, right, they put them all in at once, and then they're able to kind of drop them in more sporadically without people knowing... That they're coming now. I mean, I, I don't know. It's however they do it, it, people still figure it out. I think Charles knew the day before the new Shadow Pokemon came out that they were going to be, they added stats to him or something. So it was like, oh, these are probably dropping soon. So I don't know if there's a way around that for Niantic. I'm sure there is. The real question is when you finally battle Giovanni and his XD001 <laughs> Shadow Lugia. <laughs> Will he have eyebrows this time? The Lugia or the Giovanni? (laughs) (laughs) Finally, they drew eyebrows on Lugia. Been waiting years for this, decades even. Everything I've ever wanted, so... (laughs) No, poor Giovanni and his lack of eyebrows. I mean, like, honestly, can... I'm just thinking, like, you can go and buy an eyebrow pencil for, like, a couple of dollars at basically any store, but he chooses not to. Mm. And, I mean, that's fine if that's what he's into, but... I will say that if somebody wants to Photoshop the eyebrows of a Lolan Geodude onto a Lugia... Please. I would be very appreciative. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> <laughs> The Shadow Pokemon, this is not to demiss the Shadow Pokemon or anything they're doing. I think the last couple months of Pokemon Go has been real strong, but I am just so worried they're going to mess up this Gen 5 thing. I don't know how they do it. The only way I can, I'm not creative, but I feel like the only way they can do Gen 5 is remove all Pokemon, just release all the Gen 5 Pokemon, and try to reproduce the first couple weeks of Pokemon Go. 
which is 100% what Game Freak tried to do with Gen 5. They tried to reproduce Red and Blue over again. But did it work? Did it work for Gen 5? I think it I think it did. I mean, like, you are always going to hear people that, like, scream the loudest of, like, they didn't like it because they weren't able to use their Aerons or their Pikachus or their Charmanders. But I think for the majority of players, I think it was very pleasant to be like, this is the first game. This is uh, four games in a row. I've been seeing Geodudes and Zubats in a cave. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a refreshing take. Uh, because I, I don't think drip feeding Gen Five is the way to go. It didn't work for. Uh, I mean, it worked in the sense that we're done with Gen Four now in Pokemon but Go. We're not. Well, we're for, not. We still don't have Regigigas. Okay, that's fine. But like, <laughs> besides legendaries, no one cares about Stun Tank anymore. <laughs> or Drifloon. Like, wait, no, Drifloon oh, is Gen cute. Three. Drifloon's real cute. No, Drifloon is Gen Four. Drifloon's Gen Four. Yeah. But like the basic. You know, besides your legendaries and your mythicals and your mime junior, which is like the only weird thing still. I mean, Gen 4 is done. Gen 4 is also pretty tiny, but like it was not exciting, at least for me. And I I could be the minority, but it was not exciting to be like, okay, the three starters are out there and Bidoof and Benary and that's it. And it's like, uh, that's that's not that doesn't feel like enough for me to leave my house. Like when Gen 2 and Gen even Gen 3, and Gen 3 was drip-feed too, at least Gen 3 was drip-fed in, what, three parts? Four parts? Yeah, so that was kind of the thing. So Gen 2, it was babies, it was the hatches, and then that was in December of that year, and then the following February, they just released all the other Gen 2 Pokemon, uh, save for Smeargle. But, um, and then Gen 3, yeah, you had the, it was like drip-feeding, I guess, but it was I don't know. I would say there was probably like 15, between 15 and 20. No, no, no. More than that even per set that they were releasing at one time. I thought that was the perfect amount. Like we didn't, it was okay. not having them all at once. And then along with that, they were making one of them shiny too. So like when Aaron first came out, it was shiny from the beginning. When Swablu first came out, it was shiny from the beginning. And there was one more. I can't remember what it was, but it was shiny from the beginning as well. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then Gen 4, it was just too little. Like, they should have done Gen 4 like they did Gen 2. They should have just released everything that you could find in the wild. Well, Gen 4 is smaller than Gen 2, is it not? Yeah, well, on in top of In the sense of, that, like, of, like, new Pokemon. I mean, you could count, like, Electivire, but you're not out there finding Electivire. You're just evolving the a million Electabuzzes you have. Right. So 21, I believe it was 21 of the Pokemon in Gen 4. Uh, come from Pokemon in Gens 1 through 3, whether that's like the baby of that or the evolution of those Pokemon. So I think that cut it down to like 70-ish Pokemon, not like, and then there were legendaries on top of that, but there were maybe like 60-ish Pokemon you could find in the wild with Gen 4. So I feel like they should have just dropped them all at once, the ones you could find in the wild, and then maybe like they could hold off on the evolutions until later or something if they wanted to do it in pieces. But giving us like six at a time, I think that was a mistake. What if they do 20 Pokemon a week until they're done? And then everyone's upset. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm I'm gonna make this bet. That is what I bet they're gonna do. And if they do what you do, Steve, I'll give you my last curly whirly. How's that? I don't know what a curly whirly is. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. The, I don't know what one is either. I so. think the other problem, and I think this is a problem for Gen 2, is like February is not realistically like the best time to release something. What? Uh, you mean people don't love going out in snow and wet and cold well, to collect Pokemon? I have no idea what any of that is. It's always sunny here in San Diego. Sorry. I know, it's always perfect Pokemon Go weather in, in California. Yeah. You can't deny that the summer release schedule for Go was, like, perfect. Yes, I, absolutely. <laughs> and so now you you could maybe argue September, October would be pretty okay because, you know, people are flooding campuses and 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 whatnot for that and they need something to do because they want to procrastinate their homework but then you get to a point where it's like november december and while i don't doubt there's still millions of people playing there's also people studying for exams and there's crunch time at work because of black friday and the holidays and of course like not Every country is the United States. Not every country has like a Christmas rush or a Black Friday rush or even a workload or school load rush. But the majority of people have su- one of those things happening in the November, December period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't how I, I also don't think that's like a great time to drop a bunch of Pokemon. But I, I, I don't know what else you do. You do more shadow Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I don't. A part of me is like, you know, you don't want to just not move on to Gen 5 until, you know, next year, right? You don't want to wait until like next summer to release Gen 5. But another part of me is like, what if they maybe tied into some Sword and Shield stuff for a little while and held off on Gen 5 until like April, May timeframe? I think and that would be like good too. dropped it in like late spring, early, like getting into early summer, and then they could drop it. Either, I think like you're saying or how Rochelle was saying it some way, but it would just get more people out playing, maybe. I think that would be a good choice and they're not going to do it. Yeah, I think I was going <laughs> to say, I think Yamper right now has way more pull than Tepig. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like, right, I think yeah. seeing Yamper in the wild and being like, what is this from? Oh, this is from the new Switch game that just came out. I w- want to more of this in my life opposed to. What is this from? Oh, it's from a DS game that I guess I could buy a used DS and a 3DS and then go buy that and play it, and it looks outdated. I mean, it does. Sorry. Like, I know some people like that pixel sprite art, but I would have to imagine that the Pokemon company is more interested in selling new copies of Sword and Shield than used Mm -hmm. DSs and black old copies of black and white. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know, any business or stockholder would be like, hey, maybe you should promote your new product. I I don't know. I mean, look, I love Tepig. I just think right now that Yamper has more selling power than Tepig. (laughs) I will say that, and this has been the same in the last two years, but they do that, you know, the anniversary picture that they draw and, you know, the third anniversary picture obviously had the starters from Gen 5 in it. So 
we I feel like we'll see them coming sooner than later. Um, but I agree with you. I think that it would be cool for them to like put Yamper out and a few other ones, maybe, and maybe the starters for the gallery region or something like that and get people kind of hyped on sword and shield, um, to keep them, to keep integrating that stuff. But I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, Niantic has done some questionable things in the past. They've also surprised <laughs> us. So it probably won't happen with the sword and shield stuff, but, but it would be, it'd be really cool to see. All right. No new Pokemon of the week this week. Cause Will is not here to write it, but Will did send me the clues. Uh, so the Pokemon of the week last week can only learn Poison Tail if it's bre- if Seviper was a parent. The Pokemon itself cannot breed. And the Pokemon is number 30, which means your Pokemon of the week was... Nidorina. Nidorina. What? I don't think Nidorina can breed, but Nidoran can breed. I yeah. think. Well, <laughs> I don't know. The re- no. Um. The the only reason I knew that is because if it's if it's number thirty, I just was saying I was talking about Nido Queen the other day being number thirty one. So, but I don't know the other clues. I I don't know. <laughs> so. No, you're right. I was just on the wrong section of the evolution chain. Sorry. Can like isn't I I I've always heard this. I never looked it up, but Nidor Nido Queen cannot breed, right? Okay, I here it is. I got it. <laughs> Despite its pre-evolved form, Nidoran female and Nido Queen's male counterpart, Nido King, being able to breed, Nido Queen and its pre-evolved form, Nidorina, are unable to breed. This. Also makes Nidorina and Nidoqueen the only two Pokemon that cannot breed even though their pre-evolution can breed. Despite being in an undiscovered egg group, Nidoqueen was shown capable of breeding in the anime special Mewtwo Returns when a cloned Nidoqueen and a cloned Rhyhorn produced eggs both containing a baby Rhyhorn and a baby Nidoqueen, not a no, baby Nidoran. We don't talk about that movie. It's. <laughs> I'm trying to forget that exists. I like how it produced a baby Nidoqueen, not a Nidoran. <laughs> that movie's that is, a roller coaster. That is something. Um, I love Pokemon well. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that is extraordinarily strange and weird. Uh, Where's the baby Lugia XDO1 when we need it? <laughs> zero, zero, one. Zero, Thank zero, you. one. My mistake. With eyebrows. Like, like cyborgs. You, you got this. Uh, uh, is there a specific trivia about Nidorina? I guess this is the first time we've ever did Nidorina for Pokemon of the Week. Um, The breeding stuff. There's the shiny stuff, which is just that it looks like a Nidorino. Yeah, it's inversed, and then for whatever reason, Nidoqueen is wrong. Green, Green, yeah. Nidorina shares the category with Nidoran, Nidoran, Nidorino, Poiple, and Nagandadel. They are all known as the Poison Pin Pokemon. 
And Nidorina may be based on a porcupine, rabbit, mouse, or a hamster. Hamster. How many other animals can we throw in there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it says its name origin might be based on a needle or a rhinoceros. It may also be based on a syndocit, which is a explosive cell containing one giant secretory organelle or cinda. Ooh, we're getting into some science that I do not understand. Basically, it's a venomous cell responsible for the stings delivered by a stinging poco or stinging animal. Mm. Most notably, jellyfish. I feel like I'm deathly allergic to bee stings, but I've never been stung by a bee. But I'm just going to assume I'm deathly allergic to it. I mean, you might as well believe that. It's a good, better than thinking <laughs> you're not, and then getting stung and you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, it's got a good shiny, like we were just saying. Uh, I, th- I think it's cool that it mimics Nidorino and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Shuffle icons makes it look real weird. It makes it, it look very dinosaur-y. I, I literally thought they accidentally put the Blastoise shuffle icon in its place. And then put some ears on Blastoise? Yeah, Blastoise of the ears, you know. Lugia with eyebrows, Blastoise of the ears. Yeah. <laughs> Every Pokemon can benefit from Geodude's eyebrows. That's true. I'm just saying, like, eyebrow pencils are very cheap. It should not be this hard <laughs> for just everything to have eyebrows. That's a that's a, like a that's like a, a at least a 10k follower Instagram page just posting <laughs> Pokemon Pokemon with eyebrows. Yeah, mm. Bobby, you're really dropping the ball here. I think I think I just got an idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. It sounds like it's time for me to get into competition <laughs> with you. Sounds like <laughs> somebody's on the fast track to growing an Instagram brand. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's. That's our show. Thank you guys for listening and hanging out. Uh, we will be back uh, next week, of course, with um, some... I don't... Uh, you know, next week's going to be a little... Uh, not next week's in particular, uh, but since I'm gone for Pokemon Worlds, uh, we're going to have to record a show early, um, which I think because there probably won't be Pokemon news since we'll cover it for next week's show. Um we will probably um, do like an email show. So we'll talk about that like next week. Um, we'll probably grab questions from our email, which uh, I think we're pretty much caught up with our backlog. Um, I know there's a couple that I have favorited, but um, if you want to get a head start on that, sbj at pkmncast.com or you can go to pokemonpodcast.com and there's an email button. If you want to email in some questions that we haven't covered or talked about, Pokemon or non-Pokemon related. Um, So that would be... So this episode will come out on the 5th. Then we'll do next week's episode the 12th. And then the email show would be the 19th because I'd be out of town on the 16th, 17th, 18th. Um, But we'll talk about that more probably next week. Uh, There are still shirts available if you want to pick up a shirt. That'll be in the show notes of the episode uh but it's uh it's just off teespring so you just buy a shirt and then um they'll they'll mail it out to you um and that'll also be in slack and discord uh or on our reddit there's a link on our reddit page too um i don't know what the it's like teespring.com slash store slash pkmnk it's 
too long to remember if you're driving in a car, so it's just in the show notes of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, that I think that's that's our episode. Uh, Rochelle, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Miss Delaney with two L's. The L's are next to each other, not two L's in Miss. It's in Delaney, Delaney in the middle. Uh, yeah. Say hello. Tell me all your thoughts and feelings about Zombies Run. Okay. Okay. Bobby, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at PKMN Snaps and Instagram at PKMN.Snaps. Awesome. You can follow myself on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on uh, Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if you. Need something to watch in the evenings? Twitch.tv slash PKMNCast. I think uh, this last week we had like five or six people say, hey, I came from the podcast, so thanks for coming out and saying hi. Um, if you want to support the show and you have zero dollars, but three minutes of time, you can review us an Apple podcast. Uh, we made a joke at the beginning of the show, but Apple got rid of the games and hobby and they changed it to leisure and then they restructured everything so now actually the charts and everything in apple podcasts should be correct and updated they reworked a bunch of podcasts like news and comedy and tv shows and stuff so i think this has to do with like ios 13 and everything coming out with um apple giving more of a focus to podcasts now hopefully um Mm -hmm. but it is what it is, but if you want to leave us a review, that would be greatly appreciated if you have not done so. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super melting very quickly. <laughs> effective. record just in case you were wondering it is now 85 degrees not outside but inside of my house oh that's too hot you need to go outside i need to turn my fan on ah uh, yes it's only 87 outside so <laughs> like every podcast on the internet we are funded by patreon this is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on Patreon. A huge thank you to Alex, Anthony, Catherine, Matthew, Jeffrey, Kevin, and Cygnus. If you would like to join our community and support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash for more information.